Hello. Welcome to this podcast called Finding Inspiration. It's a 20 or so minute weekly podcast where we interview someone with an amazing story. After the show, I know you're going to feel energized, invigorated, and inspired. I'm Jennifer Weissman. Welcome to Finding Inspiration. Hi, the topic of this episode is a serious one. It's domestic violence. We are going to be learning about a campaign called Listen to My Voice, Listen to Your Voice. This campaign uses amazing technology. It takes artificial intelligence and transforms a single photograph into an actual video. This technology has made the campaign of Listen to My Voice an unbelievable success. Listen to My Voice is a website where there are five women who were murdered by their intimate partners. You click on the woman's face and you hear in her own chilling words the story of her life, the warning signs that she missed, and how her life was taken by her intimate partner. That's the first part of this episode. The second part is a conversation with the woman Shiran Melamdowski Somek, who is the genius behind this campaign. Sharon is going to share with us exactly where she got the idea, how she worked with the families, how the stories of these women made incredible impact, and how she's creating a real social impact addressing domestic violence using artificial intelligence. Let's first learn a little bit about Michal Sela. Just to give you a little background, she was a woman that seemed to have it all. She was young, 32 years old, from a loving family, a happy family. She was married. She had a baby daughter. But two and a half years ago, her husband stabbed her to death in front of their eight-month-old baby girl. Her family and friends were completely shocked. Everyone thought this came from nowhere. Michal sharing the message in her own words. I was Michal Sela. In 2019, I was murdered by the man who was my husband, the killer, Eliran Malul. And today, after I lost my life, I call on you. Listen to my voice. If you are in a relationship or were in a relationship and he is jealous and obsessive towards you, if you are afraid of his reaction to parting from you, share with a close person and a domestic violence expert who will help you separate safely and return to your rights. Listen to your gut feeling. Do it today. Listen to my voice. Listen to your voice. I want to welcome Shiran. How did you come up with the idea of the Listen to My Voice campaign? Where did that come from? Uh, so I come from the iTech industry and my whole career have been working with cutting edge technologies and supporting both entrepreneurial women in the high tech industry and women at risk. In my last role as a head of value creation at Drive TLV, its Innovation Center for Smart Mobility and Sustainability, I had the opportunity to work with a truly avant-garde company, DID, that transformed photos into videos by animating and dubbed the still photos. So while working with DID, I met a survivor of domestic violence. Her husband tried to kill her, but she survived and shared her story with the whole country. And by sharing her story, she dramatically increased the awareness of domestic violence. And in addition, I was exposed to the Michal Stella Forum, which encouraged the use of technology to combat domestic violence. And her story got me thinking, 
what about the women who are murdered? They cannot tell us the stories. But I thought, what if they could? If this murdered woman could tell us what's happened, what would they say? What we can learn what happened to them? And then the idea pumped into my head and I thought, this murdered women needed a voice. This is how I listen to my voice burn. We would bring back to life women who were murdered by the intimate partner. We would use AI technology, take the still photos of these murdered women, animate them and dub their voices so they could speak again. And at that point, I wasn't sure if this idea was brilliant or totally insane. I brought the idea to DAD and Dibur, the advertising agency. And luckily, they didn't think I was crazy and they love it. And from that day, I had a mission. I quit my job. And together, we created this life-saving campaign. Rewind for a second. You obviously had the families collaborate with you so you could get a, a picture of what the woman who was murdered, what her life was like. What was the role of the family? The collaboration with the families was a key part of the campaign. And their involvement and motivation made the campaign stronger and more effective. And we accomplished this together with them. So through the interview and hands-on participation with the families, we created a script. They were with us during the actual filming and even helped the actresses fine-tune the, the voices. So they met their loved ones. And on a personal note, the peak of, the, of creating this campaign for me was when we presented the complete video of the victims for the first time to the families. After everything we had been through, seeing this family view the loved ones talking and sharing the story as if they were alive was a super emotional moment. And no one had a dry eye. And I think even more special was when the families, like after we all you know, dried our eyes and they told us it was comfort for them to know that the loved ones talk like this, help other women survive. Have you gotten any feedback from the campaign? Wow. Uh, yes, I would love to share with you both the, the reactions and the impacts we created. So let's start with the impact. I think the campaign was an outstanding success by every measure. We reached almost every household in Israel with 4 million views in only three days. It went widely viral. The campaign hired on the national news, commercial TV, billboards, radio, and went overdrive on social media. It was presented in the Knesset committees, was covered by the international press as BBC and Reuters, and has been performed in the UN in Geneva by Lili Benami, the sister of Michal Sela. Our content engagement rate was extremely high, 10 times higher than the average. I think... It's even more impressive that a third of the viewer and almost half of the website visitor were men. And men and women spend the same amount of time on our videos and website around two minutes. And this is a great achievement since the main audience for campaigns such as this are generally women. What was the attraction for men? What do, what do you think it was that... There were so many men interested in this campaign. I think like for all genders, not specifically men, like both women, men and others, by putting those women now dead in front of people and telling their own stories, we took people out of their comfort zone and forced them to look those women in the eyes and hear their chilling stories from first hand. And no one could ignore this video. And this is how we increased awareness about dangerous relationship and the importance of safe separation. And in order to create a real change, we need to bring together 
all genders. So this is why I think the achievement is, is very impressive and important. So currently this campaign was based in Israel. Do you have plans for a global expansion? Uh, so we are now working to expand this campaign to more countries and to the U.S., of course, by present the domestic violence as a global pandemic because the prevalence of domestic violence worldwide is much higher than ever imagined and it's rarely talked about. And now we want to have uh, a local stories of local women and spread this campaign to be worldwide. It's important and it's part of our message and we wanted to be clear that domestic violence can happen to anyone, anywhere. And for for this reason, we also know it's critical to find victims from different backgrounds. This is what we did in Israel, and this is what we want to do abroad. We want a different background as uh, age, race, and socioeconomic status. I'm interested to know what you think of the word of abuse versus violence. Violence, I think of as a physical act. Do you have a distinction between abuse and violence? It's a very important question. In this campaign, we work closely with a leading domestic violence experts, including Ronit Levary from Namat and, and Betrut and Lili Ben-Ami, the CEO for Michal Sela Forum and the sister of Michal Sela. And we tried to avoid the word violence because the main association is physical violence. It was important for us to have a spotlight on other type of violence, such as mental, economic, verbal, and more. Many times they are much more dangerous. And we try to avoid the obvious and let more women to stay true to themselves. So the main warning was against controlling and obsessive behavior. And each woman in the campaign share her own experience, closely supervision on their social relationship and financial expenses, outbreakings of range, living in fear, feeling of stress and more. We then talk about the safe separation. A breakup from a controlling partner is very, very dangerous and can end in murder. One should live only with help of domestic violence expert and a close friend or family member. What statistics do you use for global domestic violence? So according to the UN data, one in three women globally experience violence in a lifetime. 50,000 women are killed each year by the intimate partner. 50,000 women die each year from domestic violence? 50,000? Yes. And, and and this is a bit creepy, I know, but two women will be murdered by the end of this panel. Think how crazy it is. The real impact of this campaign is in the video, looking directly into the eyes of the women who were murdered and seeing them speak, hearing their chilling stories. It's unreal. It's really unnerving podcast format does not allow us to share the video of Michal. It is an irregular video. So let me tell you about it. If you had a chance to see the video, you would be surprised because it's created an impression that Michal is telling the story of herself. In fact, it is cleverly mastered illusion empowered by AI technology. This technology can turn a still photo into a video by animating and dubbing it. Shiran, what kind of feedback did you get from the campaign? Did you hear from women? Did they connect the dots and think, wow, 
controlling obsessive behavior. That's a theme in my life. Can you share any kind of feedback you've gotten? We got inquiries, direct inquiries for women. Most of them were young women. After they saw the campaign, they understand they are in dangerous relationship. They didn't feel comfortable to call the hotline numbers. However, they they started a conversation with us about, they didn't ask for help. They just need someone to talk to. And most of them were young women and even teenagers. I think this is a very good example. If you are, after you see the campaign or other indication or other warning sign, don't keep it into yourself. Share a close person or family member. Talk to a domestic violence expert. I would imagine there are many teenagers who are in relationships that they don't realize could lead to actual physical violence. Again, your mention of controlling obsessive behavior, young girls or teenagers could just think, well, you know, it just means he really loves me or he really likes me. So these warning signs are really important to share. And I'm going to share this with my daughter and her friends as well. One of the most required that I remember was young women, teenagers. She is 17 years old. She is in a physical violence relationship and she sent us pictures of what happened to her. And she didn't understand until she saw the campaign that she in a dangerous relationship. Thanks to our collaboration with the Federation of Local Authorities. We know how to assist her, but definitely we got inquiries over Facebook and over Instagram. Very common and important cautionary tale. You're absolutely right. To all of us, to all the mom, and and also Jennifer, I can share with you that after all this increased awareness with this campaign and even before, I was talking to my friends, and now we are in our 30s years old. We, all of us, was dating Somewhere when we were teenager with obsessive partners, stalkers. We didn't know back then that we are in dangerous relationships. Like it's happened to anyone anywhere. So in this podcast, we heard the audio of Michal talking about the story of her life and how she was murdered. You went back and you spoke to her friends and family. In hindsight, did you dig up any possible clues that there could be a violent end? The murder... For her close family and and friends, the murder itself was a completely shock. It seems that he came from nowhere. As far as I understand it, I think for Michal, it wasn't... Maybe the murder itself was a completely shock, but there is the indication and the sign and the warning before this murder. Shiran, I'm assuming COVID made this bad situation horrible. What was the impact of COVID on domestic abuse? I think the, the awareness definitely is increased. So this is something good that came out of the COVID because for domestic violence, COVID makes everything much, much worse. And also according to the UN, another found out that one in two women are suffer from domestic violence or no in-person women that suffer from domestic violence. And, and I saw another interesting study that say that during COVID, one in two suffer from verbal abuse. Sharon, thank you for creating this incredible campaign, Listen to My Voice, working with technology that is actually addressing real social impact of changing the conversation around domestic violence using artificial intelligence. We wish you continued success as you roll this campaign out globally. Thank you, Jennifer, for the opportunity. One final mention, again, podcast audio format does not do this justice. You must go to the website 
listen to my voice. Check the show notes, click on it, and spread this message. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Finding Inspiration. Hey, I would appreciate it if you would click on that subscribe button and share this podcast with a friend. See you next week. I'm Jennifer Weissman.